Westworld Season 2, Episode 8 is over, but we are just getting started talking about it here on the Welcome to Westworld podcast on Post Show Recaps and also embedded on The Hollywood Reporter. Hello, everybody. I am Josh Wiggler, and I'm not crying. You're crying, and she's crying. Joe Garfine, how are we going to be doing this podcast just through all of the sobbing that I'm sure is about to ensue? Because I haven't stopped crying since this episode ended. <laughs> my heart will go on. Will oh, it go on with God. you? Oh, God. Take it when you go. Wowie wow. Kiksuya, uh, a.k.a. Remember, is the name of this episode. Uh, and if that wasn't an all-timer uh, for Westworld, I, I, you know, I don't know what is. That's the, that's the best episode of the series for sure for me. Absolutely. It's certainly up there uh, for me in the top one or two. I haven't decided yet. I'm, it's marinating. Uh, as someone who I was very surprised to find a bottle episode in the middle of season two of Westworld. But as a fan of Lost, drink, um, I am a fan of backstory and to get it from a host and to get a, such a, an extraordinarily beautiful, from a choreography, a writing and an acting standpoint, to get that kind of storytelling um, is not a surprise, but it was a gift. It was a real gift. Yeah. Directed by, I'm going to botch her name, Yuda yes. Uda Brizowitz, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Co-written by Carly Ray and Dan Dietz. Carly Ray, who also co-wrote Reunion earlier this season, the second episode of the season. So uh, she had already introduced the world to Akichida uh, and is also the sole credited writer on Phase Space. And also, if you, uh, if you are a leftovers person, and I, I hope you are, whoever is listening, you know that I am. She is the uh, the writer of Certified from season three, which is uh, the, uh, the the Lori Hour, and I will I will keep it vague because it, that was a really painful emotional episode as well. So lots of really intelligent, talented people responsible for this episode behind the scenes. I had a really good interview with with Carly Ray that was posted on thr.com earlier in the week. If you want to check that out, and she talks about sort of the origin of how the episode came together. Um, but that's all like a very like logical, straightforward <laughs> presentation of what was a very logical but incredibly emotional and heartfelt hour of Westworld. I mean, as far as far as the lost comparisons go, I do think uh, you could you could make an argument that this is like the constant of yes. Westworld, that this was something that was just so epic in scope and feeling um, and, and really just a, a masterclass in acting from Zahn McLaren, uh, who I think we already knew was a terrific actor from the, the works that he's appeared in in the past, uh, especially Fargo, I think is the touchstone for many of us when it comes to his work. Um, but just absolutely enormous in, in his charisma, in his ability to, to, you know, just be like the center of gravity in the screen. And to do that when he was a character that we barely knew at all, uh, is, is just so, so amazing. Um, I, I just, I loved this episode from the opening frame to especially the final scene, which I think I, I've had... It's been a long time since I've been as moved as I was at the uh, the final reveal of the episode, Joe, when it when it becomes clear that uh, Akichida was talking to Maeve the entire time was yes. just such a beautiful touch. It really was. And for an episode that focused on one character, which we really virtually knew nothing about, to end up tying it into a beloved character that we know is... Um, taking control of this park. I thought it was a very, very fitting. And it, it, of course, made my conspiracy theory brain light up like Maeve's brain. 
Oh yeah, and it' nice to get the the mesh network stuff confirmed, yes. right? Absolutely, that's what I love so much. And then I just feel like it opened up the door to so much more. Oh, the door is wide open, and Akicha and Ghost Nation are barreling toward it. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was texting with you earlier in the week, Joe, that I had like a hot take about this episode. Yes, uh, and I'll just get it out out of the way quickly here. Uh, it's another lost comparison, so take your third drink. Um, <laughs> this episode to me is like. The anti across the sea, uh, yes, which is which is an episode that occurs really late in Lost's run, uh, and is much like this a bottle episode um, where it's it's really focusing on a certain set of characters that you wanted to know more about, but probably not in the way that it was presented, and certainly not in the moment that it was presented, like a very big event, an incident, but a different incident had occurred in the main narrative right before that episode. And across the sea comes along and really slows things to a crawl. Uh, I, I, that's not universally agreed upon, but that's certainly how, how I view it. I know you're not a fan either, Joe. I completely uh, am on board so far. Keep going. Uh, this, you know, ran a similar risk in that the show is at this moment right now where, you know, Dolores has just, you know, assaulted the Mesa. Some hosts have died. It seems like the servers for everybody's backups, like those might be destroyed as well. Ford is back in the mix. Anthony Hopkins is back in the mix. There's so much going on as everybody is racing toward the door. Um, the man in black has been like riddled with bullets at this point, And his fate is really no closer to clarification by the end of this episode. Um, Maeve is just on a table for this entire <laughs> episode. Um, but I, I feel like somehow this episode was able to not only like drill in really deep on a human level on a, on an emotional level, but I think it also was really clever in how it advanced the story uh, and introduced ghost nation as power players within this narrative and introduced Akichita as a man who has been woke longer than even Dolores, you know, has been woke for longer than any of the other hosts. Um, so I, I thought that from a myth, a mythology standpoint, and a momentum standpoint where, where this could have run the risk of being mythologically rich, sure, but momentum ruining. I thought that it actually, it, it has me more emotionally invested than I was before this week. So I think mission accomplished the anti across the sea. That's my hot take. Yes, I really like that. And I think that some of the um, justifiable constructive criticism of season one is that people don't know who to root for right. and that no one, no one's particularly lovable, likable. And I would now argue that, Akichita is the person that we are rooting for the most slash we like him more than any of the humans. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I feel I feel more hooked in to what he is dealing with and what he has been through and what he wants more than anyone short of Maeve, maybe. Right. Um, that's incredible. <laughs> you know, that's in a really episode. incredible feat in one episode. He really, uh, Zane McLaren, I'm sorry, did I say his name right? I think it's Zahn, yeah. Zahn, sorry. He really elevated himself. I mean, like you said, he's been an amazing character actor, and this just puts him up in like Emmy contention. This is I hope so. a 60-minute Emmy reel, if you will. Um, and to, he could have played it over the top. Um, and, you know, I feel like they presented the violent ghost nation is over the top, and yet we learn that they have this peaceful other side um that it just it's just uh, the way they presented it and we'll get into it is just so fascinating 
Oh, it was so great. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's start talking about the episode. Uh, and as always, we're going to crawl through it scene by scene. We're going to begin our crawl with the man in black crawling. Yeah. He is he is on the ground. And I remember uh, like my first reaction to this scene being the man in black is such an intense badass that he had just been like shot to ribbons <laughs> in the middle of like the the great plains of Westworld and now he's by a riverbank how far did he have to crawl in order to get there it was just insane to me they are literally trying to punk us into thinking he's a host I think you're right. Like, I think that that's part of it. Like, I think that we are, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not as on board with the idea that he is a host. I, I still do like the idea that he could die and then wake up as a host or something like that. Right. I think that makes a lot of sense. But I do feel like the show is intentionally trying to mess with us. And like, if it turns out that he is more machine than we realize, um, I will be shocked by it, but you wouldn't be able to say they didn't warn you, like they didn't give you signs along the way. Right. Or there's more than one version of him. Could be more than one version of him. But this version is bleeding out. He's in a lot of pain. Akichita shows up. Uh, first scene of the episode of Akichita is not the focus, but he arrives. And of course, he's going to be dominating the screen time for so much of this. Uh, but he he tells the man in black, he's speaking to him in Lakota at first. And the man in black says he never learned it. Uh, but Akichita then does him the service of speaking to him in English. And he says, I remember you. Yes. Yes. And like I've been saying all season long, the Ghost Nation has not been killing. They've been gathering. They've been trying to get a message across. And again, he didn't kill old man William. He did not. Um, and old man William is like, yeah. why? You know, like if you're going to let me die, like you could have just kept riding. And Akichita confirms that he's not going to kill him. He says death is a passage from this brutal world. You don't deserve the exit. So... I guess that kind of contextualizes why Akichita has been saving people and why Ghost Nation have been saving people. It's not exactly for benevolent reasons, right? Like it's more like where we're going, you don't, you don't, you don't deserve to go to the Valley Beyond or however he would phrase it. You know, this is the place where you guys deserve to stay. Doesn't seem like something that he necessarily feels is a, is a good thing for these people. What I think is interesting is, I know we're jumping ahead here, but, you know, he finds the maze. He finds the game, uh, the actual virtual, the virtual game, but also the the wooden game uh, that we can assume Ford left on the table with whiskey, although the whiskey makes me think it's William, but that's another theory for another hour. So he has, um, at the time we see him with old man William, you know, can you can you remind me, has he found the maze yet? This is later, right? Yeah, so he finds the maze after everything that happened in Escalante the first time when Arnold died and Dolores was Wyatt and then he goes and he discovers those bodies and he goes deeper into the saloon and I believe that that was the maze that Arnold had left behind. Um, okay. So that's how he finds it the first time. So that's like the first moment of his journey towards consciousness, basically. Well, it's interesting because it's like Ford is like the game is meant for you, William. And it seems like for Arnold, the game is meant for Ake. And I just, you know, I feel like it was left there by design. And there are similar paths between these two men. Yeah. Um, and they're both being played. Yeah. Well, I hope that Akicha is not being played. That would make me so upset. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, when you when you take the whole episode, though, and it's so beautiful, but he's still a host. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like, which is terrible to think about because you were rooting for him. You don't want him to die in any incarnation, um, even though he figured out the system and he was able to go in and we can get to that later, find his love. And then his awakening, like you said, was long before Dolores. But I feel like there is a game at play and that it's not a coincidence that they have him meet up with Old Bad William and that there was whiskey on the table when he found the maze. And I, I, I can't quite put the pieces together, but I think it's related. So we go to the Mesa for the first time in the episode and it's still in the aftermath of the big attack and Sizemore is making sure that they don't let Maeve die, even though they keep wanting, you know, they're like, ah, oh, she's just a host. It's totally fine. We can't, we can't work on it. And Sizemore basically points out she's special. You can't let her die. She can control the other hosts with her fucking mind. <laughs> Good accent. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, so Sizemore is, uh, he's trying to save Maeve, and this is clearly going to become important later on that Maeve is here on the gurney. And we're going to cut back to uh, to where Akichita is with the rest of Ghost Nation, and he is going to begin his story speaking to Maeve's daughter, uh, who uh, we don't have an official name on Maeve's daughter. You and I were talking before we started the podcast that you believe that it's Anna. Um, I don't remember if they've ever given it to us directly. Yeah. Uh, On the Wikipedia, she's just homestead girl. I feel like they got to do better than that. (laughs) Well, maybe we can call her Alexa because she just, you know, listen, Alexa, and then he tells his story and it's really Maeve and she's the computer. Right, right. It's Siri. Yes, uh, is is who uh, Akichita is speaking to now. There were uh, a few people that I saw online, like the vast majority of people that I've spoken to, and the the takes that I have seen. It seems like most people really loved this episode or, and felt moved by this episode. I did see like a few people who were kind of like bored by it or a little you know confused by it. And one of the funnier takes in in that regard that I did appreciate was people being like, "That poor little girl is just like listening to this man drone on and on." And can't understand a word that he's saying and it's just <laughs> sitting there shock absorbing this guy's uh you know like oversharing confessional of the heart uh i thought that that was a funny interpretation of the episode not one that i share but one that i appreciated same i just think of her as you know a cute little adorable speaker that Maeve has turned on to listen yes that's basically it uh and here we are it's about like 10 minutes into the episode not quite and akichita starts talking about uh, where he comes from and and who he is, and at this point you don't know it on on first watch, um, but he is he's speaking to Maeve through Maeve's daughter. So when he's he's speaking, um, I think the the people that I, one of the interpretations I had seen is like when he's speaking in English, he is speaking to the little girl, uh, and when he is speaking in Lakota, he is speaking to Maeve. Um, and so if if that's how you want to follow it, I think that that's kind of cool. I'm I'm happy with either interpretation interpretation um but he he starts off the story by saying you can remember all the things you've seen all the lives we've lived so can i and he embarks upon this story about this life he once lived when he had a very different path a peaceful home and a love that he would have died to protect and that is uh julia jones as kohana uh who uh i i adore i i i ship this so (laughs) hard joe this is the first Westworld relationship that I am like fully, fully, fully shipping the Desmond and Penny drink of Westworld. Is it? Uh, is their ship name then Akohana? Aka, <laughs> I like that Akihana. Yes. Yeah, that's good. That's great. It's beautiful. Uh, now I have a question right away. Yeah. What was Ford 
or Arnold's intention by having a peaceful Native American lovely village up on Westworld that was not interacting with guests where no one was getting hurt or have to kill someone um, to, was it to counterbalance the ghost nation that they built? Was it, I mean, I'm so curious that they built this little, he was able to live all those years uh, undisturbed and peacefully. And what was the reason they built it? Well, so I wonder if it's, if it's because back then, you know, uh, Arnold is alive at the moment that these um, these hosts are are living peacefully and in harmony. And then Akichita, I believe he's going to find Arnold. He's going to find Arnold in a in like a minute here. Yeah, uh, you know he goes, he rides away from town. He uh, he he sees all the bodies in Escalante. He goes in, he sees Arnold's body. He goes inside. He sees the glasses that have been left behind. He sees the maze puzzle. He sees the, the, the lone shot of uh, the, the lone shot glass and the bottle of booze. If you know, as you've noted, uh, there's even this great moment where as he's holding the maze in his hand, you see like a fly crawling yes. on his hand, which we know is, is, uh, you know, one of the, the touchstone symbols of consciousness on this show that the flies are the only thing in this, place that are real um so all of that is happening i think before ghost nation even exists right. certainly b- before aki is turned into you know a much more violent um incarnation of himself and i wonder if it's because like when arnold was alive were things just like a little less dangerous or things a little more peaceful was he just kind of a softer soul and then when he is gone Ford is uncorked and Ford and his misanthropy are able to just kind of like spill out in this bloody way in the park. Or maybe it's all of this death and 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 um, Arnold's death that drives Ford into wanting to craft more dangerous stories. I don't know. What's your take? I'm not sure, but I certainly like the uh, former version. I like the peaceful, you know, uh, non-stereotypical Native American presentation. Yeah, it was just very sweet. It seemed like a very sweet, easy life with, with Aki and and Koha and all of their friends and family, and it's all it's all gonna be for nothing. Um, we we go back after Aki has gone into town, and he's come back with the maze, and he's like obsessed with the maze. Now we're starting to. I think it makes a lot of sense, and it's certainly it's confirmed later in the episode as he's carving that symbol into skins um and we know that that is going to be something that happens later on why it's explained uh that uh that the the man in the first episode of the whole show that uh that the man in black is going to scalp why he has the maze symbol underneath his scalp that's because aki and his people are putting it there but akichita is carving the maze into some rocks he was hearing a new voice inside of his head but before he could understand it they took everything from me and that's when we see that he is being turned into the the more savage version of this character that we have come to know before this episode. Would you say the maze triggered? I feel like the maze had, just like I think the music has code, there's something about that maze that obviously triggered him. But I have some logistical questions about the scalp. Uh, if you'll humor me. I will always humor you. Thank you. I'm not a scientist or a doctor, uh, but he is... Dr. Goffine, Dr. G. Um, yes. So he's... He put the maze, he's carving it into the scalp. Now, are you telling me that these hosts, when they go back into, you know, into the lab, the techs take off the scalp, you know, readjust the brain ball, do whatever, don't notice it, don't think anything of it, put it back on? Great question. 
I know that I shouldn't dwell in such no, logistics. No, no. <laughs> Listen, as I said, I think it was last week, like there's certain Nolanisms that really grind my gears when I let them. And I, I'm like having to make the active decision right now to not get mildly perturbed at that one because it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Like it does feel like they should be able to just like slap a different scalp onto the person like when they clean up the bodies they're cleaning up the scalps and like reattaching them like that is that is a little a little weird then again we've seen like that like uh injury be gone utensil that has been used a few times like yes. the man in black has used that before uh to like patch up wounds so our wounds a lot easier to heal and fix than we are giving them credit for in uh, the Westworld world. And if so, maybe just reattaching a scalp, a perfectly good scalp that has some strange markings on it, sure, but otherwise is perfectly healthy and normal. Why not just put that thing back on? I'm just wondering. I'm just, you know, just logistics, but I'm willing to suspend my disbelief for the uh, interest of the show. I'm I'm, I'm with you. I'm just trying to talk myself into it, (laughs) uh, to be honest. Fair. Fair. Yeah, I, I'm I'm completely with you on that. But who knows? You know, it's uh it's uh, another example of the show's just giving you answers for everything, answers to questions you're not even asking anymore. So uh-huh. uh thank you, Jonah and Lisa. Much appreciated. Uh but we have this first scene of Akichita in full ghost nation mode, um, with the with the makeup on, the paint that's caked on, and he is killing this group of people uh and we will we will return to this sequence a couple of times throughout the episode that's one of the things that i loved about this episode was just um the way it was shot it was just so beautifully shot lots of incredible recurring images we're about to get into another one of like akichita's journey that he goes on a few times where he's like out on the dunes and he's on the horse just the way that the sun is being presented and sort of just like this beautiful red that is just like bathing the whole world as he's riding across these dunes and the the epicness of the of the score and just the the remove that you're on that really gives it kind of like this mythic far away quality of course it's far away in time and it just feels so far uh and you you hear him talking about how from the beginning he felt the presence of others the lives he was forbidden from taking the newcomers uh and this leads him and us to I don't know, again, like another answer that I never expected <laughs> to see, which is what the heck happened to Logan after his his naked fun run uh, you know, through through Westworld and and here he is, Akichita finds Logan uh, you know, naked and sun scorched. And this is clearly this is after William had like shot him off into the middle of the park. Yeah, that was a very pleasant surprise. Always lovely to see Ben Barnes, even when he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you know, from so cuckoo some, from sun poisoning. Um, I also I'm happy to see him alive. I still don't believe the story that old man Logan has overdosed and he's dead, as you know, longstanding conspiracy theory. So he's not again, not killed by Ake. He's given a blanket. As a matter of fact, that might have saved his life in the end. We don't know. But yeah. I feel like what he said was another trigger for Ake about the world being the wrong world. Yeah, no, it definitely is. That's something that Aki says. The The line from Logan is, this is an illusion. This is all programs. There's got to be a way out of here. Where's the door? Where's the door? Ugh. Where's Where's the effing way out of here? This is the wrong world. It's the wrong world. Uh, and Akichita says he knew that he had gone mad from the sun, but his words cracked something open in me. 
Um, and it it's what reignites this search for the real world, not the show uh, within Akichita, though I just now have the mental image of Akichita watching uh, the real world, which is... <laughs> very strange and surreal place to be that I certainly did not expect to go to over the course of this podcast. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, Akichita is going to return to the village from which he originally came, should have no memory of uh, that that life, but he sees Kohana. He sees his old wife from a distance and he remembers her. Uh, but to her, he was only a stranger. He almost gets into a big fight uh, while he's there. But his sense that this is somebody he knows, that this is somebody that he has lived a life with before, it's growing stronger. Um, and I'm a fan of that. And to me, it, it between this and between what happened with Maeve and Maeve's daughter, I'm sorry Take your, I think, fifth drink at this point <laughs> as we go back to to Lost. But like the, you know, the, is the turnkey of this show going to end up being love, Joe? Is that like the thing that is uh, like true love is what can wake you up here in Westworld? 108%. I was going to say that. Uh, love is the glitch in the Matrix. Yeah. That is Who what... Who knew? That, listen... I guess we do now and we're human um, and we are flawed. And that's why the real humans haven't figured that out yet. No, no, we certainly have not. As a, <laughs> as a, as a species, we are not, we are not figured Welcome that out. Welcome to 2018. Yet. That is so clear. Oh, it is so clear. Uh, so there's a lot of killing that's going on as Akichita is once again killing his enemies and he's about to kill one of these other guys. Um, but he can't do it. Like there's something that's holding him back. He's just like, He's feeling weird about all of this. None of this is is real. And so he sets off on the loop again and he goes back out into the dunes and the sun is beating down and he's realizing that maybe this life isn't my true life. This world is not my true home, but she was. Uh, so he's going back out into the dunes and he's looking for Logan again. He wants to see him, uh, the guy who spoke of a way out. Uh, but he wasn't there anymore, so he rode even further. He kept riding farther and farther until he finds the same dig site that William had shown yes. Dolores uh, back at the end of episode two. Once again, these episodes are really um, they're really connecting. Uh, and he says it's a passage to another world, a door. Uh, and inside of this dig site, we're seeing what looks like data banks, maybe even a literal door. Did you see like a literal door in that hole? I did not, but I wouldn't it, it, be surprised. Yeah, like I mean, that feels that feels right uh, that there would be an actual door i'm not sure like the whole thing is is still hard to kind of wrap your head around but clearly it's all very mechanical uh and whatever is going on here this is uh this is the place joe and this is the place correct me if i'm wrong that was covered in water at the beginning of season two i believe that's right i believe that's right so uh again i know you you floated out the theory because there was water Mm -hmm. in um in the cradle that it could be like a similar event here i like that a lot i think it's a coolant and a sealant and it it obfuscates good word it obfuscates uh what i think is the backup of the backup yeah. So I think he's seeing maybe he's seeing the backup of the backup here. Maybe he's seeing the servers where um, uh, where human consciousness is being stored. We know that that is a project that William and the others have been working on. Uh, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I know, you know, we're in the theorizing business here. Right. Right. So so one one thing that I'm, I'm wondering, you know, we talked we started talking about this a little bit 
last week. Are we with this uh, with 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 Akichita wanting to find the real world to like leave the wrong world and go to a place where it would be possible to regain everything they lost, including her, is something that he is going to say. Mm-hmm. Is he is he looking to like? become like a like a digital entity is that something that we're you know are we are we really moving into that territory because i'm starting to feel like we are man uh that like we're really gonna like matrix up this this whole thing uh that he i think it's it's less about leaving the park for akichita and i think that he's genuinely interested in like living in the the digital world that we have seen Ford in in the past. Interesting. I have a completely different take. No surprise. Yeah, please. Which is that Akichida, um, originally we saw him in, I believe, the first episode. He ran into young Logan at the party where Delos was pitching. So, right. so he remember if he's awoke, if he's awoke, if he's woke, if he is awake, he might remember that just like Dolores does, the real, actual real world. And maybe he thinks there is a door to the actual real world. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that that would be that would that would make a lot of sense. And it's certainly like you said, like he has been there before. But how does he regain Koha if he if he goes to that world? That's the detail that I'm hung up on. Um, Like she would still exist if the backups are somewhere, if like the servers are somewhere. Is he going to like take her back up and upload her into a different body and then bring her out into the real world? Or are we going to cut out a couple of those steps and he and his people are going to live this new life in this literally completely different plane of existence? Um, I assume we'll get an answer one way or the other in the next two episodes. Well, yeah. I mean, he found in cold storage, he found Kohana. He just needs to figure out the brain ball of it all. Got it. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. I'm I'm very very intrigued as as to where that could be going. My my tinfoil hat theory, my tinfoil brain ball <laughs> theory, Joe, is I I think that like there's going to be a really serious digital component to the future of Westworld, and that is going to be one of the ways that if like Dolores and other hosts are able to escape the park, it would be a way for the show to still really keep the park in an active place uh, as an active place on the show, except in like this totally digital realm. Mm. So that might be just like an absolutely insane batshit theory that is not going to transpire <laughs> at all. But it's just, it's just a feeling that I'm getting to where, uh, you know, Ford had talked about in um, the most recent episode about the human mind being the last analog device right. in a digital world. And I just wonder if we're going to go full digital. Like, are we going to go into a digital world? Because even a digital mind in a physical body, the physical body remains an analog device. Uh, like, So that's just the, the type of stuff that I'm wondering. I like it. And if, if uh, Dolores and some of the hosts are in charge of said world, they could churn the tables. I like it a lot. Yeah. So uh, Akichida, he is going to uh, sneak off into the old camp and he's going to take Kohana and he's going to bring her out. Uh, And as they reach like this beautiful place together, that's when he is going to be able to to remind her of who she is and who he is. And uh, that's the, the, the repeating of this great line, take my heart when you go and take mine in its place. Uh, And they're just going to beautifully, powerfully remember each other. And your heart is soaring in this moment, unless you are a monster. It is, it is the Desmond and Penny episode. 
It really is, right? I'll see you in another life, brother. It just it's it's subtle. It's beautiful. It's subtle. It's not Westworld in that sense. Yeah. yeah. No, it it's not. Uh that's another thing that I've seen a lot of is like uh it's it's kind of amazing to see what Westworld can do and they tell a really clean and straightforward story. Uh not to knock right. like the show. We've loved the show obviously, but there's something to be said for keep it simple. What I love is that they chose a bottle episode backstory for a host and we are entirely invested in um and not one of the humans that we've known for many episodes. Yeah, oh, it's oh. it's a genius move. And I correct me if I'm wrong. The director was uh, she worked on the wire on cinematography, which is why I'm not at all surprised by this episode. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so so Akijita and Kohana, they're going to continue riding together. They're reuniting. Uh, he says, I feel I've loved you for so many lifetimes. Uh, she asks what's on the other side of the door. And he says, somewhere our memories will be safe. Just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the internet would be a safe place for for your memories. I actually not. The internet's it's, a terrible place. It's for Dropbox memories. for Westworld. It's dry. <laughs> the, the door is Dropbox. We're going to Google Drive. <laughs> uh somewhere along the way uh kohana gets captured uh and that is that is tough and akichita is going to spend the next several potentially years who knows how long it's going to be searching for her going everywhere looking for her um he is uh he is even going to get gravely injured in the search for kohana and he is going to be nursed back to help health or at least helped by Maeve's daughter. Uh, and that is going to put her on his radar as somebody who is sweet, somebody who is caring, somebody who is worth keeping an eye on and protecting. If you can, he owes her one is basically how he feels. Um, and after that, he, he realizes that he had searched everywhere. He had, he'd gone everywhere he could possibly go except for one place, uh, to, to, to find, uh, to find Kohana. And that is the other side of existence to die, to actually let himself, uh, be killed. And he learns that because he speaks with one of the, one of the women at the village. And she has noticed that her son has changed. Something is different about him. And she talks to him about how uh, she thinks that they've changed him. The ones below and my people tell a story. Uh, some pray to be visited. Others fear they won't remember the way home and be left down below forever. And Akija is like, bingo. That's where I got to go. I got to go down below. I got to go to hell. Okay. Call back to season one uh, in the train station depot part of Sweetwater. There were... I believe it was a young ghost nation child who dropped a wooden carved figure of the man in the mask, like from the Jeep. So this, these people have been stealing them forever. Right. Yeah. I forget what they called them. Yeah. The, they like, had a name for them. Like dream walkers or something like that. I yeah. Think. White uh, walkers. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. They do wear uh, white uniforms, don't they? They do. But that was a nice touch back to that, you know, to just yeah. sort of give us a time frame of how long this has been happening. Yeah, uh, I, I loved that. I thought that that was great. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think when we saw them uh, grab Kohana uh, just a couple scenes before that um, helped to under- helped you to understand, like, why they would be al- alert to, to these people and why they would be, like, kind of mythologized in their minds. Yes. So that's cool. I like that. Uh, so Akichita allows himself to die 
so that he can go to the other side of death. So already, like if you if you did not love this man already, now you are loving him all the more because he is willing to die for the person he loves. And that is just oh, it is so beautiful, Joe. It's just wonderful. It is. Again, you're you're rooting for this dude you literally just met. Yeah, we've literally just met him. He goes to the lab. We find out that he hasn't died in, in nearly a decade, it sounds like. Yeah. They only update them when they die. Akichita, on top of being like such a beautiful romantic, what a flipping badass. He's OG. Has, he's been in Westworld for 10 years and hasn't died? <laughs> Jeez. But to me, that means they haven't let him. I yeah. just, I feel like he is a pawn in a larger game, in a maze, if you will. Well, Ford is going to say, like, I've had my eye on you, right? Like, you're, yeah. you're a flower growing in the dark. But who knows, like, how much he had his eye on him. I think it could just be as simple as a key. is just flipping badass. Like, he's just, yeah. he's, so, he's so good at being untouchable. You know, he's, he's just so hardcore that he's not. And especially once he starts to wake up to consciousness, uh, you know, he's really going to have something to fight for. Uh, so I think that that's, that's got to be a piece of it, regardless of, of, of why. That's the fact. He hasn't died in, in a decade. They're going to give him uh, a little bit of an update. Then they're going to put him <laughs> back in the park. It's a four-hour update. Plenty of time for uh, a Nirvana cover. You, you like Nirvana? I do. Yeah, get some heart-shaped, heart-shaped box. Heart-shaped box. I knew you were going there. <laughs> Love that. Was a big fan his, of that. I, his operating system had a very long upgrade. Yeah, he he needed uh they needed to go through uh Nirvana unplugged a few times. They were <laughs> able to to speak of MTV. Uh so Akichida is uh he's going to go and he's going to search the mesa and you know the the music really does do a lot of uh shortcut work for you emotionally. Um but just like the sight of of him in like his fully painted regalia and just like uh wandering the the quote unquote real world like seeing him on an escalator, yeah. uh, for instance, was just like, this is just like a mesmerizing thing to see. Like, he should not be here. That These two things, they just, it, they, there's dissonance and it's and it's coming together so beautifully. Uh, and he goes to cold storage and he finds Kohana and it's wonderful, except it's not because <laughs> she is no longer, uh, she's no longer awake and he cries and I don't like to watch my man cry. Fair. Um, to me, it was a parallel visually, at least from when Maeve first went in there and was sort of, um, you know, waking up and discovering what cold storage and what was happening with the machinations down there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, it, it had been a while since we'd been to cold storage, too. So nice to nice to see all of you uh, naked zombie hosts. For all, sure. All looking good. <laughs> all those extras assigned waivers in that building. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but this is, it's so cool when he's like, that's the moment that I saw beyond myself. My pain was selfish because it was never only mine for everybody in this place. There was somebody who mourned their loss, even if they didn't know why. Uh, that's just so beautiful. And it's like the moment where Akichita, who's already like the super romantic badass who you're rooting for, starts to become a real hero and becomes like a real crusader for consciousness. And he comes back into the into Westworld and he has brought um, the, the hair braid of the son of the woman who 
had suspected that something was wrong. Uh, and um, Akicha tells her, like, there is something we can do. Like, uh, I found your son. Uh, we can't get them back, but I know how to close that door and how to open another one, one that's going to keep us from their reach forever. Uh, and he is going to begin the process of waking these people up. But first, there is a, a Maven Sizemore scene, which is like, I kind of forgot that this even occurred. <laughs> Yeah, so, so much going on with the kitchen that way. There's yeah. so much going on. I was just thinking as you were talking about how Maeve, Dolores, and Akichida are on the same journey, but in such different ways. Yeah, and it seems like their goals are all very different too. Where you know there isn't this sort of unified sense of what we as hosts should do, and where should we go, and what is our purpose, and what is our goal. Uh, Dolores certainly has her way of doing <laughs> things. Uh, Akichita has his. Maeve has hers. So that's another thing that was was compelling about this episode was showing you know introducing like a third party who um, is really compelled to do things in a very specific way. Although his philosophy really does seem rather aligned with, uh, with, uh, with Maeve. Yes. Thankfully. Very thankfully. I like this. I ship this team. Yeah. Uh, not as like anything more than just like friends. Right. You know? um, I'm, I'm, st- I'm still, I'm still enjoying Hector and Maeve. Oh my gosh. I miss Hector. I cannot believe I miss Hector. I do. Yeah, me too. I, and I miss oh, Armistice, okay. bl- blonde ambition. So, yes, yeah. atomic, atomic blonde, atomic blonde. Where are you? Yes. But so, Sizemore, you? Do you, you, you believe this to be entirely genuine? Like, he has regret? Yes, I do. I think that Sizemore, so Sizemore, he comes to Maeve and he's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for any of this to happen. You don't deserve this. You deserve your daughter and to love her. I'm so sorry. Uh, is it fully earned? You know, your you know your mileage may vary on that, but I, I think that the journey that he had been on this season or has been on continues to be on um, is one of uh, you know he's really representing he's our eyes and ears as humans and hosts are truly colliding for the first time and learning from each other uh, for the first time. Um, I think that I certainly buy that he has found himself growing closer to Maeve than he expected. Like, I don't think that there would be any reason for him to be bullshitting her when he is sitting there with her and there's no one there to listen. Um, I, I find it to be fully authentic. Now when Maeve, uh, like wakes up, is she going to, (laughs) you know, feel as, um, you know, she could reciprocate those warm and fuzzy feelings. Not necessarily. You also got to wonder how much attention is she paying to him, considering she's listening to Akijita's story in that moment. <laughs> so are those words just falling on deaf ears or is she just so great that she can split her focus and she can hear everything? I don't know. But, you know, the real question would be, does he man up? Because it's it's him against Charlotte Hale at this point, once they both know that Maeve is the key to like the whole park. Yeah. Uh, And Charlotte Hale is going to uh, get a good bit of information in just a little bit here. Uh, So I don't know. I don't know who I I would like uh, in that fight. I think probably Charlotte has the edge. But as we've talked about, I think you can really you could really see this being the end for Charlotte at some point in the in the episodes ahead. No, I know. <laughs> Sorry, I, just, I, know. I want my Tessa Thompson on all the screens, and I know that she has a giant career. But like, I also love that I didn't call that Charlotte Hale would be sort of the villain or the big bad this season. Yeah, she's a ruthlessly mean human being. <laughs> Good Absolutely job. Ruthless. Good job, Tessa. 
Uh, all right, so we go back to Akichita's story. He's dedicating his life to sharing the symbol. He starts with his own uh, men with the member of Ghost Nation, who I believe his name is uh, Wahatan. I don't know how to pronounce that perfectly, so I apologize. Played by the actor Martin Sensmeyer, uh, who uh, is is uh, is is great as well. They uh, they want to keep the the symbol with them, but they want to hide it from the humans, so they're. Uh, scalping themselves and carving it into their scalps. And we've but, discussed how that makes again, those why? sense. Again, <laughs> why? But why? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a code. I think it's, it's, it's a code that they are actually, I think, bigger picture, it's, it's a sign and a code that they're sending out to someone else. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe my favorite moment of the episode is what comes next as we see the opposite side of, uh, the, the recurring nightmare that Maeve had been having her memories of being attacked. And I say attacked in quotes by ghost nation, as we see that event from Akichita's point of view that he wasn't there to attack Maeve. He was there to warn her. He wanted to help her. Uh, he says, but in this world, it's easy to misunderstand intentions. And when he said that, like that was one of several uh, crying triggers for me. Uh, like I, I was really moved by that line. Um, I think, you know, this show has been so great about being an exploration of the subjugated and the people uh, who are who are powerless in their circumstances or, or you would think that anyway, and then finding power or finding ways to articulate themselves. And I thought that this was just one of the most beautiful expressions the show has ever done um, of that idea. I, I just loved the way that this scene came together and him, you know, drawing the maze in the sand, uh, in the dirt outside of of the homestead it was just it was so lovely like at this point in the episode you already know to like fully trust Akichita and he is like completely on the level but just to like get him clarifying exactly what he was doing when he was coming to Maeve before right. it was really nice to have that and then it was especially nice once you uh, on, a, on a rewatch this episode is a great episode on the rewatch uh, when you realize that he's not just talking to Maeve's daughter in that moment he's talking to Maeve directly right uh, it is beautiful and it further convinced me, though, but he said to her in a previous episode, we are on the same path when he was trying to recruit her to come with him. What if the maze that we think Arnold left that uh, Akichida discovered and has been on this journey and he has been when he's not in Ghost Nation mode, not, not he's been kind and not killing. Uh, what if Arnold's Arnold set up the peaceful tribe, Arnold uh, set up Akichita for this particular journey, and he is Arnold wanted to save Maeve, uh, and, and maybe he knew the dangers of Dolores early on, like you saw when uh, it was Bernard. But Bernard knew that, that there was something stirring in Dolores, and so uh, maybe back early on, Arnold set up a mechanism, and the maze was that. That I know, I don't know how I tie in William, but there's something about Akichita and Maeve being the nicer, kinder hosts, yeah, um, than Dolores that. Maybe it was all by design. But Dolores has seen the maze as well, right? Like that's something that Arnold was sharing with her. Um, 
what is Dolores' problem, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, she's been through everything terrible. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, and I've Understandable. Seen, you know, I, I follow Evan Rachel Wood on, on Twitter, and she gets frustrated by fans who hate Dolores. She's a great um, follow, by the way. Oh, my gosh. She will own your ass, too. Yes, um, yes, yes. <laughs> rightfully so. Epic drag them, yes. Uh, yes. Um, but and I, like, you know, it's 2018. I think people should understand why a woman like Dolores is angry. Uh, for myriad reasons. Yes. Uh, and, you know, you could be, you could discuss the violence on Westworld as, you know, most of it has a purpose and it, it does serve the story. And people like Evan Rachel Wood and Tandy Newton would not take this role unless it did. Um, that being said, I, I can imagine being frustrated that, you know, she's, in many ways, Dolores is a hero. Uh, especially, you know, considering she is a, a machine, a host, a robot. Um, she's been through hell and back, arguably at the same level, if not different than Maeve's version of hell um, to get where she is now. The fact that Dolores is not um, smiling and she's angry and she's on this mission, I think is what throws people off. But I think she's a goddamn hero. Yeah, but she's also the death bringer, Joe. Right, which I love that. Well, I know you're going to get to that. That's the next point, too. I just feel like there's such opposition between Arnold and Ford. And I feel like the the way, the the um, the style and mannerism of Akichita and Maeve, it's not by coincidence and that he's also trying to recruit her. I think it's all tied in. I just don't know how. Yeah, yeah. Well, there will be some sort of eureka moment somewhere down the line, I'm sure. Yeah. We hope. One hopes. Yes. One hopes that someone, <laughs> someone will turn on the light to uh, to illuminate all of us flowers in the dark. And and speaking of, we get to this uh, really mesmerizing scene with um, Akichita walking through the night uh, and meeting Ford for the oh, first man. time. And it's like, it's like this, like, you know, this painting this painting come to life as Ford is there with like the bear and he's got like the other hosts that are paused and he's just studying them. And it is uh man in an episode that is just like filled with breathtaking um, scenery and, and staging. Um, this is, this is really high on the list of one of the most amazing things to just look at in the episode is this, is the way that this scene is shot between Ford and Akichida. And also like, you know, you hear, do you hear the bears, Akichida? Because it sounds yes. like you hear the lab, very Hannibal Lecter <laughs> in, yeah. in the aesthetic of it. And as a fan of the survival movie, The Edge. Uh, <laughs> oh, with the bear so, and Alec Baldwin. Y- yes. Yeah, so it was nice to see Anthony Hopkins reunited with a bear. If you guys haven't seen that movie, by the way, The Edge. Bananas. So good. Oh, my God. Didn't, Harold Perrineau is in it. Didn't Mamet write it? Uh, I think maybe. It's kind of uh, bananas, that movie. Yeah, no, it's it's great. It is, uh, it is, it is, it is good. Maybe a podcast for another time. We can, uh, yes, we can but go yes, back that scene can, is is incredible. Uh, it's very, very good. Uh, as Ford is um, is trying to understand, Akichide says, "I've been watching you. It appears you've been watching me as well from the beginning. This is a misbegotten symbol, an idea that was meant to die, but you found it. Where? Uh, and he, you know, forces Akichide to." you know, spill the beans to give up the goods by putting him in analysis mode. And I loved how Akichita gives him the truth, but he's like, not, he's not like happily delivering this analysis, right? Like it's like, he's, he's feeling, um, he's angry that he is being forced to, to do this because it's what his programming compels him to do. He's like the death bringer. It's when he killed, when she killed the creator. My primary drive is to maintain the honor of my tribe. And I gave myself a new tribe to spread the truth that there isn't one world, 
but many, and that we live in the wrong world, and this will help them find the door. Mm. I believe there is a door hidden in this place, a door to a new world, and that world may contain everything that we have lost, including her. Yeah, that's quite a speech. It's amazing. Um, And again, like, that's just why, like, my stupid brain is, like, going to, like, this new, there's a new world. There's many worlds, he says, and there's a new world. And that world could contain everything that we've lost, including her. Like, that's just why I'm wondering, is there, is there this other realm that the show is about to embark on? Like, are they going to continue to expand the scope of Westworld uh, by like, you know, effectively like inceptioning us, you know, like yeah. by like go, like dreams within dreams, worlds within worlds. Is, are we like going deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole with this potentially this digital place? I don't know. It's just I can't shake the feeling that that's where we're headed. And, you know, we everyone assumes when he said her that we're talking about Kohana, but maybe it's Maeve or Dolores. Yeah, who knows? I hope not, because then that's going to be like, I'm just going to spoil it. Said and Shannon, like, get out of here with that. <laughs> Get out of here. Drink, drink, drink. You're drink. drunk during this podcast if you're a Lost fan. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Ford has uh, the great line um, where he says, I built you to be curious, to look at this empty world and read meaning into it. All this time, you've been a flower growing in the darkness. Uh, I love, you know, like, you know, Daenerys Targaryen-esque that we are just like adding titles to to many of these characters. Uh, I just love Akichita, leader of the Ghost Nation tribe, uh, the flower growing in the dark. <laughs> The first of us. We just need more and more to to add to him. And Dolores, of course, is getting a new name as well. Uh, for it says, when the Deathbringer returns for me, you will know to gather your people and lead them to a new world. Keep watching for a little while longer. Uh, so at this point that Ford is meeting up with Akichita, he already has at least he knows that um, that Dolores is going to be coming for him someday. But like, didn't he program all of this? Yeah, probably, right? <laughs> I mean, like, what, a, what, a, what a wicked game. Insert Chris Isaac's song here. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. You, you want to think that he, there's more benevolence to him, but this is the guy who, uh, you know, built a career, uh, you know, and basically uh, on the back of a character who eats humans. So Right. Hard to, hard to trust any Anthony Hopkins character too much. It's not Grandpa Tony we're hanging out with. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Although I'd love to hang out with Grandpa Tony. I hear he's a great dancer. <laughs> and painter. Or at least ferocious, yes. ferocious dancer. Uh, so Akichida is going to wait, and then the Deathbringer will return, and he goes into Escalante and finds Ford's body. Uh, and this is going to be um, what compels him to find the door. Now it's time to find the door before the Deathbringer ends us all. So among the many things that this episode accomplishes, Joe, uh, is it has just fully like roped us into being emotionally on board with Akichita and his people and his purpose. Uh, and it has also put him in direct opposition with Dolores, yes. right? It's time to find the door before the death bringer ends us all. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he wants to escape. She wants to destroy. Right. So, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's, 
I don't know. You certainly you understand where Dolores is coming from, and she's got every right to be as uh, you know furious and vengeful as as she wants. Um, but I think it has felt like a very dark path, and this really crystallizes for me that if you're having this guy who has just been set up as like the most you know, or at least like a top three sympathetic figure in the show, and he is in direct opposition with Dolores. Just makes me wonder what the show really wants us to be thinking about Dolores. Right. There's zero alignment there. And now I really can't wait for a scene, though, between him and her. Oh, yeah. Epic fight scene. I just uh, if that happens, I don't love Akichita's chances. Well, the first episode, you see a bunch of Ghost Nation down the beach and they access the guy's brain ball on the iPad. Right. I'd forgotten about that. So it doesn't end well, but I didn't see him. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. That's right. That was like in the very first scene of the season where there was the there was the dead uh, member of Ghost Nation and you see his perspective and you see Dolores shoot the guy and not all of us deserve to make it to the valley beyond. Uh I don't think that we see Akichita in that scene at all, but good gravy. Uh hands off. Hands off the erstwhile handsy dent. I I don't want any of that happening to this. I guy. just stopped picturing behind the door like Hodor. Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold, hold the, the door. door. Hold the and door. she's on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I hope that there is a literal door so someone with uh, final cut skills can edit that together. I mean, I'll uh, take a door. I'll take a hatch. I'll take anything. I'll take anything as well. Uh, so Akicha finishes telling the story. Um, as he finishes telling the story, Emily rides in she wants her father uh he says that if this is your father then you know his sickness and the things he's done to spread it we can't let him continue um and he's only healing him so that he can hurt and we says oh that's all good man like that's what i want too Uh, and my way is going to be awful so you should definitely give him to me uh so they will oblige and uh, emily and the man in black are reunited the man in black is really not doing much better i mean i guess he's doing better than he was doing at the start of the episode but he's still in in rough shape he's not bleeding out but he's not very alive no he looks tired (laughs) (laughs) in desperate need of a nap uh or to go offline depending on your theory depending on your theory uh and this is when we are going to we're going to move the episode into its final uh stage it's very emotional final moment where akichita says it's time to go I've always kept you safe and I always will, but I couldn't help you. And that's when it starts to come into focus that he's been talking to Maeve this whole time. We go back to the Mesa where Charlotte uh, is uh, called into the room with Maeve and the tech tells her uh, about what Maeve has been able to do, um, that they can do more than just pass data through the mesh network. They can pass commands. Um, She has been able to to use admin access. She's the only person in the park. She's been out there reprogramming programming hosts on the fly, changing their directives, seeing through their eyes. And Charlotte, who is looking at the iPad, uh, looking at the tablet, she's like, she's not just doing it out there in the park. She's doing it right now. Who's she talking to? And it's this incredible final moment of just the camera tight on Akichita's face. We will guard your daughter as our own. If you stay alive, find us or die well. And then we cut to wonderful, wonderful, glorious Tandy Newton speaking in Lakota (sighs) and saying, take my heart when you go. Uh, Episode has ended and I was 
dead. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was, a, you kind of become sort of a, a mushy person at that point. Uh, oh. Because what a beautiful, like, culmination and end point. Um, and then, it, like, then your conspiracy brain goes, wait, what? And then at the end when, you know, they're sort of talking through and to each other, um, and it doesn't matter how decimated Maeve's body is, her brain ball is very much intact, which makes me think, are they going to exploit it or remove it? They're probably going to try and do both of those things, would be my Good guess. Luck. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I, much like I would, uh, you know, I, I don't know who I, I'm not. I'm not betting against Maeve ever. No, I <laughs> control know? Maeve for the win. You know, uh, just too much is invested in that character. But but beyond that, certainly, like she's gonna. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be easy for her to get out of whatever you know the situation that she's in right now. Um, but I love that she reaches a certain level of peace in this episode. You know, like she's not reunited with her daughter. So that sucks. That's terrible. She is being operated upon on this table. That's not fantastic. She's at the mercy of these humans. That is bad. But she knows that her daughter is alive and that she is in excellent hands and she has now gained uh an incredible ally uh in akichita and allies in the people that follow akichita uh she now knows that this this um you know this person that she had feared for so long not only is he not somebody to fear but he is somebody to to love and respect and really fight alongside and believe in um just imagining like the weight that must be off of her shoulders after something like that uh, is is really amazing uh, and and very exciting and they're fictional characters so you know it's ridiculous to like, feel like too happy but like <laughs> I, I, I feel like so happy for her yes. you know by the end of this episode that like I think just imagine like if you were able to like completely recontextualize like the great boogeyman of your life only to realize that that nightmare figure is not really a nightmare figure at all. That's a, you know, it's, a, it's somebody who's like the stuff of dreams instead. Uh, and so that's what's happening here with Maeve. And it's just awesome. It's, it it's really great. And now you just think like, is it a Kichita and Maeve against Dolores? You know, and on the goal to get to the door, which is a jar. Um, which is the Raj in, in Anagram. Yes, so yes, yes, going back yes. to that. Yes. <laughs> um, but I digress. One of the things I wanted to point out about this episode, in addition to the beautiful cinematography and music performances, is that the majority of this episode was spoken in Lakota. And yep. I believe I saw a tweet about it, that that's just unheard of on television, let alone in the world right now. It's it's fantastic. It's amazing. Uh, a lot of thought obviously went into this episode, and um, uh, again, that's you can you can read a bit about that in the interview with Carly Ray. She talks about uh, like the the legwork that they that they did to make sure that even though Ghost Nation is not based on an actual tribe, and indeed Ghost Nation itself is uh, a, a group of people that were uh, are the product of an old white man yeah. uh, with, within the context of the show that they really uh, went out of their way to make sure that it was like very culturally sensitive and appropriate and representative and um, a collaboration with a lot of different um, Native American people, um, men, women, actors, uh, crew members, translators, um, and to, to see the episode play out the way that it plays out like you said, mostly primarily in Lakota, 
It was just, it was beautiful and also fantastic from a note taking perspective because it was, it was just easy to, to read the subtitles and I was happy about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I just think, I think it's, <laughs> it's important that this is a show that takes the time to avoid cultural misappropriation, which a lot of shows don't do, uh, you know, between yes. Shogun World, um, between the Raj, uh, and now this, the, I appreciate the intricacies that they take to be, um, not politically correct, but to be correct and to do it justice and not to offend, but to explore. So we will be exploring Westworld again in one week's time as we are talking about Vanishing Point is the name of the next episode, the penultimate hour of season two of Westworld, Joe. I I honestly can't believe it. It has flown by. Big time. It is like we are we are so close to the end here and it feels like we're just getting started and I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this jelly. I'm not ready for this jelly either. Uh, I'm so happy that we were able to talk about this phenomenal episode of the show. Uh, I loved it so much. Not just my favorite episode of Westworld by Miles, but one of my favorite episodes of anything that I've seen in um, certainly in in recent memory. Uh, It was just a a really, really beautiful, beautiful hour of television. Uh, And huge congratulations to everyone involved in making it. It's just a, a total... Total achievement. Achievement unlocked. Achievement unlocked. And I know it won't continue to do it, but now I would love a series of flashback bottle episodes. Please and thank you. Yes, please. Thanks. I would appreciate that as well. (laughs) All right. That is it for our Westworld stuff. You can follow everything that Joe and I are doing on the internet. I got tons of THR stuff that's happening and the Westworld stuff you can find at THR.com slash Westworld. I'm on the Twitters at Round Howard. Joe is at Joe Opinionated, like Opinionated with a J in front of it. Joe Cancer Gets Lost. How's everything going in that neck of the woods? I mean, our our last Westworld podcast is right before the Cancer Gets Lost auction opens. That's crazy. sure to pimp it out later but we definitely have some amazing uh, exclusive westworld items that i will be uh, promoting the next couple of weeks but you can uh, follow us on twitter at cancer gets lost all right follow that and follow everything joe is doing at joe opinionated we will be back in one week's time talking about vanishing point for now we shall be the ones who vanish at this point take care everybody goodbye take my heart with you